Hello, and welcome to The Funny Thing About Yoga, where we talk all things yoga and maybe make you laugh a little bit. I'm Gianna Gambino. And I'm Bradshaw Wish. Enjoy the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'm having so much fun. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the funny thing about yoga. I'm Bradshaw episode nine, Wish. episode nine. My name yeah. is Bradshaw Francis wish. I was born in Rhode Island on Valentine's day in 1989. And I'm here with Gianna Latrice Gambino. It's <laughs> not my real <laughs> middle name, but you can call me that. I prefer and Gigi. Let's make that Gigi a thing. or yeah. um, the mother I never had, the sister I always wanted. <laughs> uh, the friend you the never friend knew. I never knew, ne- never knew I needed. Um, <laughs> the straight person that I actually like. Like there's so many different names that go by for her. <laughs> so um, I was thinking today, if someone said, what's the scariest thing that could ever happen to you? And I think it would be like to be straight and boring. What? Okay. I like that. But I mean- there are just way scarier things in life. <laughs> My mind goes to like death and well, death injury. isn't scary. Death is just inevitable. I know, but it scares the is it scary? Jesus out of me. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. it we doesn't can't... scare me at all. I'm just gonna be like, I'm just gonna be like, bye, baby. Like I've done it. I'm gonna be like, peace <laughs> out. Like, Have you ever had a scary experience where you're like, you think this is the moment, and then you like like the music that's on or whatever it is, like the vibe's just right. And you're like, okay, like I, this is a good way to go. Um, <laughs> no, sometimes I like, I guess if I'm like doing something that's a little scary, you know, like yeah. if I went bungee jumping or like something like that. And I was like, if I die like this, that's cool. Like that, I would See, love I re- to, go, I would love to go out like that. I would love to like be like parasailing and like crash into a mountain. Oh, God, stop it. No, um, I was just thinking this is kind of a good, you know, segue to talk about what we're going to talk about. But I remember tell like, me how death and yoga are related. Please tell me. I would love well, to they hear. Li- they literally, they literally are, though. are, though. That's like the whole reason <laughs> why we do yoga is like to answer the big major questions of like, who are we? Why are we here? What happens after we die? And so what on. are you wearing? Yeah, it's Bure. Shout out. Can you sponsor us? <laughs> hey, viewer, if you're out there, we really, really like your clothes. And we know we got 40% off, but we would like to that, to get them for free, which is 100% uh, off. We would like 100% off. <laughs> um, no, but what I was going to say is I remember <laughs> when I first learned how to drive, I like got my license and then the next day was driving in like the craziest storm at night through mountains, windy roads, no street lights. But I was listening to the Beatles and I was like, and is there, or maybe it was just George Harrison. Cause I'm a big George Harrison fan, but I was listening to either George or the Beatles. And I was just like, okay, if I died now, I'm at peace. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like, like music considering, is <laughs> considering my life that like, I should have died already like five times. That's true. The fact that you lived longer than Jesus amazes me. Do you want to hear something really funny? Mm -hmm, will this will this happen will this go will this be put like after next monday easter okay it'll be like the day after easter okay because next sunday's easter so um i literally was so confused for years gianna you're gonna live so hard (laughs) (laughs) because i was like okay how is jesus born in december 
and then he dies six months later or like four <laughs> months later wait all first of all the dates are like made up some people say that jesus was born that jesus was a pisces I'm like, wait, what month is You're that? Like, everybody does that. Jesus Everyone knows that Jesus was a Pisces. <laughs> Jesus could never be a Capricorn. <laughs> no, but I literally but, was like, how is he six months or like four months old and like a six thirty-one year old like, man? Didn't get the like I thought he years was and aging. Born in December, <laughs> and like literally was rising from the dead like four months later, and I was like, how is he a thirty-one year old man? Ridiculous. He's only been alive for like four months. Well, you could take this up with my sister. She'll explain it to you. Oh my God. I bet she will. She loves yeah. God. Um, okay. We're actually not here to answer. She does love God. Yeah, I know. I don't think that's a bad thing. We, I mean, yeah, she's like a real Christian. I don't think that's it's bad. <laughs> like she loves God. I don't think it's bad. All I, I wanted to say is like, we're not talking about our beliefs and whatever. Yeah. I, but I would like to talk about my beliefs and my beliefs is <laughs> I, I actually don't know if anyone has the answers please let me know because sometimes I start thinking about it I'm like I know. too much too much to think about and then I start thinking about space and planets and, like, and then, then aliens like and, like, and black holes and our, yeah the concept of time same which is a wild thing to think I've about I've got so many questions yeah. <laughs> I need, I, then I'm I like then answers. I literally am like I need answers and I literally think about myself I'm like who am I what am well, like, I and why am and I just why are we about, here why am I just about like three <laughs> things and then what happens when we die? Uh, what happens when we die? To be honest, I'll tell you what I think. I think we all just turn off and we go back into the layer. The layer, <laughs> the cube. Like, like the, like the, the layer, the like before cube. life, like, like pre-consciousness. We're just like we go back and just chilling. This is where we're like no one tunes in again. But listen, we have very big open minds, and if you want to chat with us about this leave us the podcast uh, literally we end up like in two months it's like nothing to do with yoga and it's like quantum <laughs> physics <laughs> we better start studying <laughs> okay i promise you all we are getting into an actual topic and um we want to talk about finding your niche in the yoga world whether you are a new teacher or a seasoned teacher and um, different things that help establish a vibe. And that could be, you know, music, the way you orient the room mm -hmm. to your cueing and so on. There's a lot of different elements that can help foster whatever vibe it is that you're trying to create. Totally. So I think we should start with, um, let's start with like, just environment stuff. Like, what do you do Bradshaw when you're like, like you could talk about what you did in the beginning versus like how you, um, establish your environment now from the moment you enter the studio to the time that you are done teaching. Yeah. I usually walk in and if students look at me, I say, I'm the talent. Don't talk to me. Um, I go into the corner. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> <laughs> he like puts his Oh my God, Gianna, I literally, no I didn't even tell you, I didn't even tell you this. So I was out yesterday with Bryce, my, a friend of mine, and there was a student who takes my class at Zen, who actually happened to be up north because it's super far away from the north side, but whatever. And she was like, I was like, oh, she looks really familiar. And she came up to me and she like, she had had a couple of drinks. She's feeling herself. She's like, I love your class. Aww. She was so sweet. And then she, what did she say? She's like, sometimes I want to ask your music, but I'm like, you're just, you, but I see you, you're doing your own thing. And I'm like, I'm not going to bother him. I'm like, you can talk to me. Yeah. He's really sweet. 
Um, okay. okay. Getting back to what you said that you're the talent, Brad and I joked about this because he literally will call himself the talent. <laughs> and then I'm like, if you're the talent, what am I? Because like the administrator, I am just as I'm just as good as a teacher. I just do all of the back end. So am I not the talent because I have more skills? <laughs> yes. Because the talent's talent is just to be the talent and then just be the talent one. This is like one. a one one liner. <laughs> okay. 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 Getting so back getting, to how yeah. I so when I go into the room, when I go into the room, what I like to do is I like to put on some jams, some you know, like to set the energy and the vibe. So I usually put on some chill pop music. It's cute. Uh, if it's really busy, I help people. the The main thing that I do is help people set up their mats. Um, so people aren't confused or like, I, cause sometimes if people come into a new space, especially yoga studio and they feel like they, they don't know where to go, uh, as the teacher helping them and like guiding them being like, Hey, could, you know, these people move over, can we make, make another spot makes them feel seen and, and welcome. Well, so yeah, again, with like 75 people in your class, you need to do that. Yeah. More. Yeah. So, um, again, the yeah, talent. so I put on some jams. I like chat with uh, usually like some of my regulars where and then I um if they haven't been there in a while I like to say where have you been <laughs> and then yeah. they get really nervous they're like I have um I was out of town for a couple of weeks I'm like well good it's good that you're back because you need to be committed to your practice and then I walk away and I say let's get started and you scare them you scare <laughs> them the moment they answer. that's how you want your student to arrive yeah like you want scared. them to be terrified of you yeah. we're joking we're, you, joking. we're joking we're <laughs> joking <laughs> um oh and then and then I think what's different compared to I don't know if you do this I definitely do this which is um if you take my class you know I typically have some kind of focus a postural focus area of the body focus or some kind of thing something that I'm focusing on usually anatomical and so I'll kind of describe that thing prior to getting started so for example right now I'm I'm like focusing on the core and so I talk a little bit about the core what part of the core we're going to be focusing on. And then I'm just go from there. So I give them a little kind of like insight into what to expect. Okay. And what about like, um, mirrors versus no mirrors, the way, the direction you face incense, no incense altars. Like what is your thing? Altars? No. Well, I knew you were going to say absolutely no, but no altars, no, no person should be sitting at an altar at a yoga studio. Okay. No, no, not for you to sit at. Have you not oh. like seen like an altar that like at the front of the room where you can put like a statue of Shiva or no whatever your Ishta Devita is your personal not in Chicago I've never seen that I've never seen that in Chicago well, not at the studios you've worked at but there are uh, at studios in Chicago I've worked at there's an option to kind of like set your little altar it's just like a small table at the front of the room that has things placed on. I know what an altar is because I'm an adult person, but no, I don't. Oh, well, you altar. literally just thought it was for you to be like worshipped on. So I don't, I don't know. What you're, you're like the only about. altar that I use is the one that my students wash my feet at. And <laughs> well, here's the thing. I knew Bradjo, obviously I know him so well. It's going to be like, hell no, do I do an altar? But I want you to, I want to like touch upon that. So that's not Bradshaw's vibe. I used to be like, I think, cause where I started didn't, um, where I started practicing yoga did not have mirrors. So it used to be like, you know, like no mirrors, but um, I like sometimes using the mirror. So I'm, I'm, I'm really not a, like against mirrors. 
I think it depends on the student. But I also like to like if like, for example, sometimes people need a visual. So I'm like, like a halfway lift, like flatten your back. And I'm like, look in the mirror. Yeah. And like make sure. Yeah. I could like make sure your back is completely flat, that kind of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. so I feel like I feel like the mirrors can be used to kind of uh, give a visual and help students with alignment and, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I do think- you feel? Do you like mirrors? Um, I also started practicing at a place without mirrors. And so I I do like that. I think you can be very distracted with by mirrors, especially as a beginner. And I, I don't know if anyone else has had this experience, but when I was first starting, and I like once I went to a studio with mirrors, I would just stare at like all the little things I needed mm-hmm. to adjust about myself. Like I'd pull oh, up my pants, I'd like separate my boobs. I'd I was so distracted by just like the visual of myself at all times that like in the very beginning I couldn't use the mirrors the way I can now. But um at first there was an my experience, no mirrors. I really like that. You kind of get out of your head a little bit when you don't have to be confronted with your own image. But then Mm -hmm. I, you know, I talked about how I got into Bikram and Bikram's all about the mirrors. So Mm -hmm. when I, when I was doing Bikram, I'd like stare myself in the eyes and like, you know, dancers pose. Do they tell you to do that? Yeah. Like your drishti would be like into your own pupils in the mirrors, like when you're doing standing balances. So I learned to like, kind of use that to help me a little bit with balance. And yeah, now I can take it or leave it. I really can, I, I kind of am getting into not having mirrors again. And the place where I'm practicing right now, I really like their setup because they have mirrors on one wall and they have curtains over the mirrors. And then on the opposite wall, it's just like a plain, pretty blank space. And depending on the teacher, some will like have partially covered mirrors or some will have the mirrors mm-hmm. exposed or they just face you the other way. And the other wall has like plants. And so every time I go there, I'm like, wait, which way are we facing today? Like, I don't know what this well, gives you more style options. Is. Yeah, it does. And that's really nice. Um, but like Bradshaw said, like creating your vibe happens from the moment you get to the studio. So if I'm really early, I might stay up by the front desk and just like say hi to people. And then do you like, if you're using props, is that when you tell them like, how do they, that's something else that I do. I was just thinking about that just popped into my head, which is like, oh, if I'm, you know, five minutes there to five minutes before class, I'll just say over the microphone, like grab two blocks. We're using blocks today. And that's also the time when I tell them like what props they're going to use. Yeah. And my philosophy is because I teach a lot of like, um, I teach a lot of like vinyasa two, three, or, you know, just different formats that I always think that like, if you want blocks, take them. I don't care the format, but I think a lot of people in the two, three classes would just like, just never want blocks. So my philosophy has been like, you can always use blocks. I'll tell you when to take them. It's definitely optional and it's always good to have, but I will do that at the front desk or I'll remind students, like if I'm busy setting up in the room, because a lot of times we are now like setting up the tech, whether it's, you know, it's live streamed at the same time. So if I'm like busy setting up the tech, the mic, all that stuff, then I'll make an announcement before we start. Like if you haven't grabbed a block or I try to depending on where the props are, I try to bring a bunch of the props in the room. Cause I know at Zen, the props are in the hallway. So I'll like mm-hmm. take a stack of blocks in and be like, Hey, if you didn't grab 
a block it's at the back of the room just go and grab one yeah so like you already have like so they don't have to like leave the room leave the room and whatever my big pet peeve is when people make noise entering when I start teaching so I try to like reduce that reduce that as much as possible and then um depending on where I'm teaching it's different like I will play music like gentle music at certain spaces before entering and then there's other places where like it's just silent like no talking silent until class starts and like people might be chattering and sitting around but as soon as I'm like welcome everyone let's start on our back you know it's Mm -hmm. just like okay classes classes started and let's get to it so I think for the majority of the places that I teach at, and I know this is very different at different yoga studios because some students, some studios is like, you're quiet. Like you go in, there's no talking mm-hmm. like until the teach, which is totally fine. Um, I just kind of prefer and have always been around a vibe where like, it's very communal. So like people are talking and chatting and, mm-hmm. um, you know, carrying on um, prior to class. And I like that because I think it makes, I think like if you're going into a space, like for a lot of people and it's like, really quiet and they like don't know yeah it's intimidating. Go, you know, it can be intimidating yeah yeah I, I but then like... some people may go and be like I go here to not hear anything mm-hmm. and I want to go in and not hear so I get that too I think that that again it's like it's preference so much of this is preference yeah, yeah and it really depends on the studio because I have my personal preferences of like if this were if I were creating everything from scratch like how I would do it but I also work places where I jive with the vibe. So like I wouldn't work somewhere where I was like, oh, I have to adhere to this Mm -hmm. kind of standard, even though it's so not me. Mm -hmm. But for example, like Zen Yoga Garage, we talk about it a lot. It is very communal. There is a lot of like just friendly chatter before and after class. Whereas Tula, where I also taught, shout out to Tula, Um, it was more like quiet and introspective. Mm. Like people would like come in with their tea, sit quietly on their mat, like set up, you know, a restorative position, whether it's, you know, a a soup to Baddha with blocks or just sitting in meditation. And that's just, you know, that's not something that I ever like instructed. It just like came is what it is exactly just part of it's part of it's it's like part of the like we're talking about it's funny it's like we're talking about vibe and then now we're thinking like a broader vibe of the space exactly you know what I mean it's like you can have your own vibe but that but that vibe is sometimes also affected by the vibe of just the the community and the studio studio. exactly and so I like kind of play off of that like I really I really enjoy that because also when you're teaching so much, it's kind of nice to have variety. I'm like, okay, this is like what it's like at this place. And mm-hmm. this is, but I know that I always, um, I always try to be as friendly as possible, as welcoming as possible. And like you said, I'll do a short little like snippet at the beginning of like, Hey, I'm Gianna. Welcome to class. Mm-hmm. I'm focusing on this and you know, you will move, breathe be in community and we'll have a really nice time together, whatever it is. You know, that's my, my, yeah, that's like your thing. Yeah. Summary, but I don't, I don't typically take that time to be like demoing a million things before class. I, as a student, I don't enjoy that unless 
it is absolutely necessary for me to like break something down before we begin. I typically don't do that. I just want to make I, that clarification. I, I, I will sometimes like, for example, we just did an episode about chair, but like, if I, like, if I'm, if I'm like, okay, I need them to have a visual of this because we're going to be doing lots of chairs today that I don't want to break it down during the flow. I'm like, Hey, just give me a minute. I'm going to talk a little bit about this. So I don't have to break it out, break it down when we start. Um, especially if it's like a big part of the, a part of the class, like a big point that I'm trying to make, I will. Um, totally. but it's definitely not like a time to like, you know, take 15 minutes to go over something. Yeah. And I've done that before. The only thing that I've done that before with is chaturanga. What's that? The only thing I've done that before is with chaturanga because I know what's that, that that movement is. What do you mean? What's that? Like, what do I do? Like, if I no, ever... it, it was a joke. Like, what is chaturanga? Oh yeah, it went over my head. Try, try again. Okay, everyone, I gotta say, I gotta say this because I just gotta call call it out. Okay, Gianna has, is watching two dogs right now: her dog and then her sister's dog. I am at my friend's house right now because my bathroom is being redone. So I have Tito, my dog, and two two psychotic cats. So like if you're if we just at some point just seem distracted, it's because we're trying to keep the animals under control. <laughs> I literally have like one hand covering my like yappy Yorkie's mouth. But um <laughs> anyway, so if I've ever demoed anything at the beginning of class, it's chaturanga. And I don't do this often, but I think chaturanga is done so fast in class mm -hmm. and it's really hard to see uh especially in a room without mirrors it's really hard to like know what the alignment is in chaturanga so I will do that briefly and then I'll remind them of that in class but typically I'm not gonna like hold them there for minutes at a time and start talking about you know all the different twists that we can do like that just that's not my vibe yeah I don't want to be too jargony before class because I know that I could kind of talk a lot when I teach. I mean, obviously I'm leading the room, but I can be wordy. Yeah, I think that I can be a little less wordy than you are. But there's not a bad thing. I do, but I, I think that I'm... It's true. But I, I think that's also part of my when we're talking about vibe. Mm -hmm. I am like, I think you're, how do I say this? Annoying? I think, no, no, I don't think <laughs> in some ways you're annoying, but not when you teach. Um, I think you're you're a little more explainy in a good way. And I'm just direct. And that's just that that's like kind of the vibe of my we're talking about cultivating a vibe. It's just like I'm very direct with what I like. I use I, I call we, you know, in um our training, I I refer to them as like minimum relevant cues. So things that are kind of like reach up fold like I'm very direct with my um, yeah it's like simple and to the point and I yeah. love that um I think because I started teaching like my main place where I started teaching a lot was actually LA fitness believe it or not and I used to have these huge classes at LA fitness I would get especially like um, weekend mornings there could be like 50 plus people in there and in this specific community I had like fit young agile like high school students all the way to to like retired 
seniors to, I, I think my oldest student that I know of was 87 and she was great, but it just presented this like huge range of people to teach to. And of course I would always teach to the midline, but I had to be super descriptive. And I think that's still to this day informed the way because I there were so many different types because of students. It, yeah. There was this student that like knew about movement. There's a student that knew about yoga. And then there's like people who are in, you know, their later years and aging bodies who are trying it for the very first time. And so I just got used to being pretty technical and pretty, mm -hmm. pretty descriptive with like, instead of just saying, step your right foot forward, inhale, warrior one, it would be like, <laughs> Put your, your foot, foot under your, your knee, your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. round through the, you know, your foot, inhale to press up. And then yeah. I would say the pose. And so, you know, I've, of course, being back in studio right now and being in different environments, I, I do simplify it, but I think, um, even going, and we talked about this a little bit with Manny teaching online also then reinforced that because I don't know if this ever happened to you, Bradshaw, but I I was teaching online so much and people stopped turning on their cameras. So it would yeah. just be a bunch of black boxes. Mm. And at first I would like to say, that's what I imagine death to be like <laughs> full circle. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like in the beginning of the pandemic, people had their cameras on. We were all kind of eager to still maintain community. And then it just got to the point of like Zoom fatigue, camera off, black box. And I would show up to these Zoom meetings and not know who who's actually doing what or where people are in the, you know, breathing pattern or whatever it is. And so I just got really descriptive again. So I don't know. We kind of like went on a huge tangent, like from our environment talk, but I think, I think I want to make one last point on the environment stuff. And that's that I don't use incense. I just want to say that. I don't either, because I feel like scents are very, people have opinions about scents, like people love it or they hate it. And like when I'm working out or like, you know, when I'm practicing yoga, like I do not want to smell incense because I, I just, I don't like it. I um, it like, I used to really love it but I've got breathing issues. I have a little bit of asthma and like, sometimes it doesn't agree with me. Mm -hmm. So, and then there's like, there is such thing as too much. Like I can even get irritated from the teaching standpoint when I walk into a place and it just like reeks of Nag Champa. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, heart, like, yeah, I can get like, give you a headache, inhale, like a clear inhale. Yeah. And I just like, can't feel that I'm breathing air and not just incense. Yeah. And yeah. so I think like just to be I'm not like that all the time. It depends, but they use it at Zen, but they don't they like use it in between classes to kind of clear the air. Like, you know, like clear the, the BO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh because it gets so hot in there. And like that doesn't really bother that doesn't bother me. No, doing but I, it like, in when the I hall was... is different than like keeping it lit. Yeah, during class. Yeah, during at your at altar. The altar at the front. Yeah, of the totally. Room. So I typically do not have incense in my classes. I just want to be extra sensitive to people who might feel the same way I do, or you know, have a even more severe reaction mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. I think it creates, and I think that's something that you can do though, if you do want to create more, like you want to more of like a, I don't know, 
like a candlelight vibe, which is like light some candles just at not and mm-hmm. make sure they're not scented. Do you know what I mean? Like you can do, but you know, cause you want, you want, like you want to create your vibe, but then you also have to realize like things like scent, uh, things mm-hmm. like sound, like people have different feelings about those things. So just like, you know, if you're going to light candles, do unscented candles. <laughs> yeah. do, you know, do you know what I mean? Like just do your totally. best. That's like the same with music. And, you know, we, we're, we can wait, talk about- let's get into music in oh. one second. I want to say one other thing that I just remembered. And I know we could talk about music forever. Um, I had this student who told me this story about essential oils that actually made me think about using essential oils so differently as well. So I know a lot of teachers who give hands-on assists, they might put uh, like lavender oil or eucalyptus or whatever it is on their hands. Don't like it. Don't like They'll it. put it on their hands. And like some people will just you know, when you're in Shavasana, take their hands and hover them over your face. So you kind of get that smell. And sometimes that's really nice. You know, I worked at a place that gave out cold lavender towels to put over your eyes in a hot yoga class. But I would always make sure people knew like, these are lavender towels. If you want one, like give me a thumbs up. Um, and that, you know, they're already eyes closed Shavasana. But what happened was this student of mine, regular, told me that the teacher had lavender oil on their hands. and gave a Shavasana assist where they massaged the back of their neck. They like rubbed around their temples and they didn't realize that there was lavender oil on their hands and they're really allergic to lavender. And so they had this like skin rash that didn't go away for weeks. They were like inflamed, itchy and in pain because of this. And so I, I found this out because she came to me. Um, I have a funny, I have a funny story and I'll wait. I'll this that very, very this much story? relates. No, no, no. I have a very funny story that relates very much to the story you're telling now that okay. I'll tell at the end. That's going to be my funny thing about yoga story so I've known this student and so she had come in with a rash and she like she's like you know she told me what happened she's like I'm so I'm so thankful that you don't use oils like I never even thought that I would have to like tell this to someone and so Mm. now I, I was like whoa like I that's something that I might not have thought of but yeah we don't know people's allergies so if you use oils be careful yes um now should we talk about music? No, let's talk about actually I had another thing that came into my mind because we were t- okay. we were talking about just like a general vibe, how we act when people enter the room, um making them feel welcome, all, all these mm-hmm. things. And something like and like what do we want, you know? I think about like okay, what are the th- the things that I want my students to experience during that class? And then for me there's some very simple bullet points and this cha- that has changed over the years. I um when I first started teaching, I felt like so much of my teaching that people people came to my class because I was like funny and like uh, a little wild. Mm-hmm. And I want and I, I I've like I've tried to be true to myself and have a sense of playfulness, of laughter, of humor, but also a sense of seriousness and education. So mm-hmm. like those are two things that I want to always be in balance when I t- when I teach a class and I don't want one to overtake the other. I want people to know that I take my job and teaching very seriously. And mm-hmm. also I enjoy having a sense of lightheartedness and playfulness um, that I think a lot of, that, that is often missing in the yoga room. So those mm-hmm. are like, that's the vibe that I want to cultivate versus like everyone's welcome. It's fun. I have a good time. And they also learn something. I agree. And I, I, that's my motto too, but I think we have opposite 
like skill sets and the way we present that, where I think you're really good at presenting the fun and, and you are so knowledgeable and so talented and so like capable, capable of teaching like a serious, strong, structured class, but sometimes the funniness might overshadow or like that lighthearted joy that you bring to the class might overshadow just how like knowledgeable you are and what you bring to the table. Whereas I have a harder time bringing out the fun. Like, I feel like people don't notice or like know that I'm like lighthearted and a little bit, you know, silly. And I think I, you are really silly, but I think that like, I'm just overt about it where like mm -hmm. you're someone like you have to kind of get to know to realize like the nuances of like your humor. I think that people, and I don't know if this is in my mind, I'm going to get a little bit personal and vulnerable for a second. I think people generally think that I'm like mean, or maybe I have resting bitch face. So I feel like I have to try harder to like shatter that view. And I don't know if that's in my mind or not, or if I don't know, I don't know if it's different because of just the demographic I usually teach to is primarily people who identify as women. And I, um, I don't know if that's a thing, like, like a high school, like insecurity is like, are hmm. people judging me for a certain way? Or like, I don't know. I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say, but I, I think that you're just like a little bit more reserved. I, I know that you're not reserved because I know you, but I feel like that you may come off just a little bit more reserved. I can be like sort of like deadpan cold, but I'm also like a really big nerd. And I'd say I have a really big heart. I like care. I spend a lot of time with people who do like, who I can like break down the walls with a little mm. bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, that, it, I think that like, honestly, it's just, I think that with me, it's like, you get what you get right away with you. You're more of a, like a slow boil. I think that's true. And I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I love, <laughs> I love what one of our retreat attendees said, um, Steph shout out. She said, cause Bradshaw is more extroverted. And so oftentimes he'll draw people into our retreats and people who like haven't met me before, or they just didn't get to know me as well as they got, they got to know Bradshaw, but Steph says you come for the Bradshaw, you stay <laughs> for the, the Gianna. Gianna. <laughs> <laughs> It just like makes me laugh. I was like, mm, I can get down with yeah, that. Yeah. You're like, you're like, yeah, that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> that should be our, our tagline. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, I think that like the, uh, those are things that it's funny. You're right. Like, I think we have very different skill sets. Um, and so it's like where I lack in certain things you do really well and vice versa. So it's kind of interesting to talk about, like, I think that you and I are trying to bring a similar vibe. Yeah. We get but along we just... really well. And like, even the vision for Kaya works because we yeah. are, we're coming from the same place. We just have different approaches of getting there. Yes. Yes. And I think that it's good to have different approaches. I think that that's a really, really good thing. I think mm -hmm. it would be really boring to have a bunch of teachers that were all the same. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and then when it comes, you know, you, you, we talked to, we, you mentioned music. We haven't really talked about music, but uh, I, if you take my class, I, you know, 95% of the time will play music and I'm not just tooting my own horn. People say I have really good music all the time. Yeah. You love your music. And sometimes you're like, 
let me look at your playlist. I'll fix it for you. <laughs> well, I, 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 well here, I've always been in tune in tune, get it <laughs> with, uh, no um, pun. no pun <laughs> with music. <laughs> I mean, I've always loved music. So I enjoy curating a playlist. Like I thoroughly enjoy that. And I think yeah. that the, for, uh, hopefully when people take my class, that it's an extension of the vibe that I'm trying to cultivate. Um, mm-hmm. but it's not all about the music. Like, I don't want people yeah. to like come into like the only thing they want to do is like, listen to the music. Like, jam but, out. Exactly. Which, you know what, if they do, who cares, come listen to the music, enjoy it and move. But, um, it should always be aiding the experience, not distracting from the experience. Agreed. And I think also, and I know you, I, so if you take my class, you know that I typically will turn the music on, the music will start after what I consider like the five to 10 minute warm up. So when we actually start the flow part of the class, the half sun salutations, so the what, lunging salutations, uh, but it's completely silent until then. So you make the deliberate decision to start yes. in silence and to like provide the foundations for class in silence. Yes. And the reason, and a lot of that's also for me because I'm easily distracted. So mm-hmm. like if I'm trying to make a point or be like, this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. I spend, I think that's probably where I'm the most explaining is the first maybe five to 10 minutes. Yeah. And then I kind of, uh, rightfully so. Yeah. And then like, and then after that, I, it's kind of like once the music's on and people are flowing, it's like the horses are out of the gate, which is yeah. like that portion is just like, okay, let's just like, we're not going to focus so much on alignment. We're just going to flow breath per movement for about 10 minutes, which a lot of people want the, when they come to the vinyasa class. So it's like kind of giving the people what they want, mm-hmm. listen to some jams and uh, go from there. I also think it's important with music, not all the time, but a lot of the time you're the beginning. I like to have less lyrics in the end. Yeah. I also like to have less lyrics. So it's more instrumental often that I play in the beginning and the end. Um, before just to kind of set the tone. And I feel like instrumentals are really good at doing that. I think we have a couple of, you've said a couple of things that we could like expand on a little bit. And the first thing is you're kind of describing that you set your music to follow the, I guess, like arc of your class. So essentially you start silent, then you fade in something that's less lyrical. And then as you kind of amp up your sequence to the more flowy bits that use less wordy instruction, then that's where like your higher beats or like more boppy music would come in. For sure. I I also think it's important to play the music that you like, you know, music that resonates with you. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, there's some music that is that I try to pick music that's not divisive where like people don't have strong opinions on like or dislike um and again I think I'm pretty good at doing that like Mm -hmm. if I go into a class and it's like they're playing country music I'm going to be annoyed the entire time yeah because I fucking hate country music so it's just like I do you know like I will it will be completely distracting for my experience Mm -hmm. Uh, or if they're like listening to like 80s rock like it's a very yeah. like a very specific yeah I think you, you know have what I'm to saying be ca- you have to be careful of of like yeah the divisiveness like country no country same with like rock slash no yeah. rock um but also throwbacks and I was thinking about this like su- certain certain nostalgic throwbacks 
and we'll never know this. I just want to preface preface that we will never know what memory you have Mm -hmm. tied to a song, but you have to know that certain songs hold memories, like Mm -hmm. a song that you might play that, you know, reminds you of high school might also remind someone else of like, or like a breakup or Yeah, yeah, it might remind them of like the worst experience ever in high school. And I had this moment where I was in a class where someone, yeah, played a song that was like a song I listened to over and over during a breakup. And I was such an like side note, such a like emo kid. And it was like not a popular, but it was like emo song. And I remember is crying in Shavasana because it like brought back old memories. And I'm like, mm. you know, that's not typical, but you just have to be aware that th- throwbacks do hold, you know, nostalgic memories that could be negative. You never know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a lot of people, and I go back and forth on this. And I, 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 you know, sometimes do like a lyrical Shavasana song. I know that you're not like the biggest fan of it. You prefer silence. I do. But I also really like silence too. So I I like both, but if I'm going to play a song in Shavasana, it's probably going to be instrumental or if there are lyrics, it's going to be something that I find, um, inspirational like I love playing um pell mode I don't even know if I say that right but there's just like it's just beats it's just it is like restful rejuvenating mm. um and anytime I play that if I'm going to use music in shavasana I swear at least one student asks me what that shavasana song is or um I love the song heal by Tom o- Odell if I'm going to play something lyrical that's one of my favorite ones um, so yeah, if you're like looking for ideas, but the majority of the time, I would say 90% of the time I do a silent Shavasana because I just want the nervous system to totally not be affected by any sort of music. And so that people could just come back to themselves in this deeper state of rest. I would also like to say and add on as someone who's like known for playing music and like known for, um, hopefully creating good playlists. I also love teaching and practicing in a silent room. Yeah. But like, I do like both. I really do like both. Like sometimes like that, you know, technology isn't working. Like there's issues that I've had where like, we're like, no music today. Sorry. And I think that sometimes not always, but my teaching can sometimes be better because I, I often teach slower when there's no music Mm -hmm. and I, um, can hear the cadence and the breathing of the students more. Mm -hmm. And also it's like silence is something we just don't experience a lot in our daily lives. And then you talk about regulating the nervous system. I think for a lot of us, it's, it's taking out some of that distraction. So again, it's not black or white one or the other. I just think they both have value. Yeah. The teachers that I'm drawn to do not teach with music. Typically Mm -hmm. like Jason doesn't teach with music and that's Janet. Janet does, but I, I, I'm not practicing with her as often these mm-hmm. days. Um, not, not for any other reason than the fact that like, I'm not local. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, what was I going to say? Like Jason, like I could still practice with him online on glow and I mm-hmm. still do that all the time. So Jason, I think something that's special about him is like, I don't miss the music when he's teaching because he's a very skilled teacher and the way he teaches is like captivating and it really allows the student to just be Be. in their own 
practice in their own body. But I have been to classes where teachers didn't use music and I severely missed music. Mm -hmm. So I think it It depends on the teacher. It depends on the teacher and how they teach, whether or not that that style resonates with you. And that's going to, you know, facilitate your mind, body, breath connection Mm -hmm. or not. But I do think I want to say one last thing. I do think that every teacher should learn or at least try to teach without music and, and have that experience because yes, there are technology issues. You never know what could happen um, in that regard or where you're teaching, but you don't want the music to be a crutch. Exactly. You don't exactly. That's exactly the point I wanted to make. Like when I teach outdoors, I never use music. Like I want teaching outdoors na- is so na- hard. nature to be the soundtrack. Like I want, there's already typically a ton of distractions, whether it's like the buzzing of a car or the birds chirping or the wind and the leaves and whatever, like you don't need another layer of distraction. Can I be honest? I really do not like teaching outside. Why? I just find it really hard. I love it. Okay. So as I was saying, um, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> no, I find it like uh, people, tr- people have trouble hearing things are distracting. Yeah. I love, yeah. I don't know. Wait, can I say oh. one last thing? I don't know where you're going to take the conversation, but I do want to say one thing about, um, about playlists. And like we were talking about, or I was talking about nostalgic songs. I, I know we talked about this with Margot, but I just want to reiterate, like you should choose like language sensitive songs too. Like, so whenever you're building your playlist, like be mindful curse. I don't know if curse words, derogatory language, like you, you want to make sure that your songs aren't overtly, um, offensive or triggering. Yeah. I definitely play some music that have, that have bad language in it. Well, maybe you shouldn't. Thank you. Um, <laughs> as I said, I I'm mean, more edgier. There's you know been song, a you know time by Miley Cyrus. It's like, it's like uh, that new one that just came out. It's called Muddy. It's like, I yeah, don't I know. Don't... Who the fuck you think you're messing with? Get the fuck up out of my life with that shit. Something like that. I never heard it. I'll go listen. It's really, really good. And I play it. And I, and I usually, because you could tell, there's like, there's like three people that are just like, yeah, Miley. They just like fucking love Miley and they get into it. Okay. <laughs> I I mean one curse word might slip through like I'm not a friggin like purist in any way but typically I try not to have anything with curses cuz I it, it, there will be a moment for me where like I look shocked I'm like ah I didn't realize that yeah, was yeah, in this yeah. song like I don't want anyone to be like we're supposed to be in a peaceful state and mm-hmm. they're dropping f bombs every 2 seconds. But I think this is a good mini segue to like what we do like to play. Like I really like like lo-fi electronic, like what is that called? Like chill hop type of music. That's like the music that I like to practice to. And if I'm, if I'm doing like a general all levels flow, that's the type of music that I'll put in my playlist the most. But if I'm doing something a little bit faster pace, maybe a two, three class, I might have something that amps it up a little bit. I might throw in some, some more recognizable pop, 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 pop. I think (laughs) I do a lot of, a lot of instrumental and then a lot of like vapor. It's called like vapor soul or like Mm -hmm. left of center pop, FKA twigs, Caroline Polachek. I'm trying to think of other people that really come to mind. You like banks, banks, love banks, like that kind of shit. Yeah. Very, very into. Yeah, same. 
Um, um, we, we both like Sylvanesso. Oh, and love. Favorite. Favorite. Yeah. Odessa. I'm like, no, I wouldn't do that as much. That's uh, more straight white people music. Um, Glass Animals. Also straight no. white people music. Mm. Okay, whatever. This is all you have to do. If you have, if you're gay, if you're queer, and you have a business partner that's straight, you just have to shame them for it, because okay. it's imp- <laughs> okay. Whatever. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I like. Okay. okay. I also really like. I'm just gonna throw this out here. I'm like a big Trevor Hall fan in class. I know you're not, but I friggin' like if I hear like a if Trevor Hall comes on in like a moment where it just feels right, I'm like yes. Yeah. I'm uncomfortable with you even saying that. Um, <laughs> if you guys need ideas for playlist, find us on Spotify. Bradshaw, your your playlists public. are public. Yeah, yeah. So are mine. I'm. I think I'm Gianna Marie on Spotify. Uh, you know what I think is interesting though, because we we've talked a lot about like teachers not sharing their playlists. I will always share my playlist, but I think it's important for people to remember that like that playlist. You may like it, but may not may not vibe with your style. Totally. You know. You know, like. Yeah, it could just be a you, great playlist, but like, it, like it ha- the the playlist has to represent, you know, we're talking about vibe. Yeah, you need to have it be authentic to you. So, like, don't just be like, copy oh, a playlist. You can be inspired by it. Maybe it introduces you to a new artist you wouldn't have known that you, you know, are feeling. But personalize it. Like, I'm sure yeah. there are, are songs you could throw in there that just really speak to you because of, you know, your own memories or whatever tied to it. And I think that that really concludes the energy of what we wanted to bring today, the vibe, which is the vibe. The vibe is the vibe. <laughs> the, vibe, what vibe, is the vibe. trying? To, the vibe is the vibe. That's the name of the episode. The vibe is the vibe. Yeah. And then I just want to say, we'll have to have a bigger conversation about this at another point on the podcast, but like you can use your environment, your music, all these little things to help like niche in, like, like get specific. Like we, we will definitely have another episode where we talk about niching in further, like other things you could bring, whether it's like freaking goat yoga, or you're really into mobility or anything in between, or, you know, teaching with a certain demographic and so on and so on. But like, start here. First, just like get yourself out there, teach, teach as much as you can to like get practice and be comfortable leading a room. And then you could add in the other layers that help like niche in further, if that makes sense. Yeah. And also cultivating your vibe and the energy that you wanted to bring into the room doesn't happen overnight. So give yourself that time and that space to like try things on realize they don't work. Like you just, yeah. Cr- you, you find the vibe by realizing what works and what doesn't work. And that That's like, true. so that is okay. Like it's not, you're not going to find it right away. And we're so. always changing and evolving and discovering new interests and so on. So you can, you have permission to like ev- be ever evolving as well. So absolutely. Yeah. I'm really excited to tell my funny story. Okay. What is the funny thing about yoga? So one time I had this student and they like, they had like lavender or something. It was lavender or something, patchouli. I don't know. And I had never used essential oils and I poured the oils on my hand, poured it like this. (laughs) Oh God. Put it on this girl's forehead, her forehead. Thank God I knew her was burning. (gasps) It was so bad. Oh my God. And so since then I've never used, she was like, like a 
Oh my! I was God. gonna burn a hole into her third eye. That's so bad. I like can't even laugh at it it's because so bad. Is. It's That's... so bad. She was fine, but yeah, you, you can file that under things that you'll never do again. Yeah, I literally <laughs> will never do that again. And also, DoTerra is a pyramid scheme. You're next. <laughs> do you ever just like see it a really teacher is. when if someone has DoTerra and they're like trying to sell yeah. it? I'm like, girl, you literally are part of a pyramid scheme, and we can't pretend like this isn't happening because I you know. are. And it's like not gonna solve your chronic illness. Just saying. Sorry. Ooh, I like it's... when you're sassy. Okay, what's your funny story? Okay, I'm gonna tell a funny story about you, um, because I think this speaks to your vibe, and it's still like my favorite memory uh, that made me laugh. So we went to Nicaragua around this time last year, and we had three attendees named Melissa. So there were, there were many Melissa's, but we had like little nicknames for each of the Melissa's, but this joke you made just struck everyone so funny in the middle of practice. And I think it speaks to your humor and your vibe and the way you incorporate it in class. So essentially Bradshaw's teaching, he's walking around the room, he's observing, he observed one of the Melissa's doing something and he looked at her and he said, very nice job, Melissa. And then he realized there's three Melissa's. And so like, everyone's like, which Melissa is he talking to? So you just look around the room and you're like, all three of you, like very (laughs) nice job. Yeah. Very nice job, Melissa. All three of you. (laughs) (laughs) And it was so like simple, dumb, funny, but the entire room just started cracking up for that moment. And it lightened the moment, but we were still in the practice on pace and whatever. And I think that's just a really nice way that you blended in um, humor and like, you know, that that makes that element makes you who you are. Thank you. And I also don't know any of their names. They're just all Melissa. I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it was, Lies. it was, no, it was Melissa. Why are you giving their full name on the podcast? Oh yeah, sorry. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa A, Melissa, Melissa A, M, M, and then Melissa Meow. What's Meow's last name? <laughs> meow, we love you. <laughs> but literally, instead of like calling them their last names, we call them Meow, Mel, and Melissa. <laughs> so it worked. It worked for us. Oh my god, it's so funny. Yeah, but that was a great trip. Just because we're talking about it. We're going back next February, February, 2024. We love going to Nicaragua. We have um, an early bird sale going on right now. It's $450 off. So if you want to get out of winter next February, 2024, come with us, check it out. It's all on our website. Yeah. It's a really, really great trip. Um, And it's like, whenever I'm telling people about it, like, I don't feel the need to be like trying to sell it. I'm just like, it's fucking awesome. We and I can be stand going, by that because I've been yeah. twice. <laughs> been yeah, like we wouldn't twice. be going back for yeah. a third time if we yeah. if if students didn't love it and if you know we didn't like it. So yeah, it's it a great, it's a beautiful, a beautiful trip. space. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, enjoy the rest of your week. If you have any questions, remember you can slide into our DMs. You can ask us questions on our website. And you could be part of the podcast. Yes, you can be part of Get the online. podcast. Get Fill online. out a form. You can also call me. My number is four zero. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Lies. You also is. wouldn't answer. hundred <laughs> percent. You're like, it's on do not disturb. I'm like, I know I'm teaching. My playlist is on. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Until next time. Bye. Get up, get down. Get up, get down. 
Wild winters, warm coffee. Mom's gone. Do you love me? It's it's the it's the country <laughs> version of Sylvan S L. Wild winters, warm coffee. <laughs> Bye. Bye everyone. <laughs>